I um, jumped in the shower last night before I went to bed. It's a good thing to do that, you know. And um, the Lord just dropped this whole lot in my spirit. And I thought, why are you doing it now, God? I've got no pen and paper. I can't even re- record it. And he just gave me all this, this revelation and this, the sermon essentially today. And he gave me all this stuff. And so I quick shower, jumped out and came down and tried to type down as much as he was saying to me. But it was... You know what? The Lord says that he will prosper you and lead you in the way you should go. And really what it dropped to me was actually a whole book in, in summary. So I think I got down most of it and the rest of it I just have to go back in the spirit and get the rest of it because, you know, um, I sat out and wrote out three pages just like that of just brief notes. But I want to share it with you this morning because I believe it's powerful. And the title of what I'm saying is Faith is a Currency. And we need to get a revelation of faith as a currency because it's actually the currency of heaven. God doesn't work in dollars and cents. He works in faith. And what he was showing me is that the problem with most of us is that we have a little bit of currency, but we don't have enough. We've got a little bit of faith, and we're trying to operate beyond our level of faith, beyond what we have in faith. And it's like, it's like if I go to the shop and there's a $70 shirt. And I want to buy that $70 shirt, but I've only got, say, $40 in my pocket. Now, if I've only got $40 in my pocket, I can't buy the $70 shirt. They won't sell it to me. Right? I have to go and find the other $30. So if I go away, I find another $30 and come back in, then they will sell me the shirt because I have enough to buy that shirt. And what God showed me is that there are too many people in his kingdom who are trying to buy Rolls Royces on bicycle faith. That their faith is at the level of believing for a bicycle and they're trying to get a Rolls Royce. Do you understand what I'm saying? That we don't have enough faith currency in us to be able to do what he wants us to do. For him to bless us in the way he wants to bless us because we haven't built our faith. Now, I'm going to give you the abbreviated version, and I'm sure over time we'll get the rest of it. First of all, what you understand, everybody has a measure of faith. Are we okay with that? All right? Everybody has some faith. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and he rose again, that he is God himself, is your Saviour and your Lord, and that you're putting your faith in him that he has saved you. Everyone agree with that today? All right, that takes faith. So you have some faith. Romans 12.3 says, For I say to you, the grace given to me, every man of you don't think more highly than they ought to think, but think soberly according to as God has dealt to every man or woman the measure of faith. So you have a measure of faith, and faith is measurable. All right? Faith is not just this thing that sort of slaps on you, you've either got it or you haven't. You have a measure of faith. And it says that God's dealt to every one of us a measure of faith. It's what you do with that measure that makes a difference. All right? Are we okay with this? We agree so far. And God showed me, he showed me a bell curve. You want to know what a bell curve is? It's something you use when you're doing stats and stuff like that and, you know, 
It goes, you know, it looks like a bell. So if you have a, your graph and the flat line on the bottom, line up the side, and the, the curve goes, it goes up a little bit, and then it goes up like a bell and back down like this. All right? And God showed me that our life as Christians every year, because too often we live by the calendar, but that's a whole other thought, isn't it? Is that we live by the bell curve. That we start the year, you know, we come in New Year's and we're usually a bit tired. Had a few days off, partying a lot, you know, eating too much. We don't drink too much, do we? But as we kick in the new year, there's new hope, there's a freshness, there's an energy that comes around in life. And so, so our bell curve starts to go up. And it goes up through the first part of the year. And, you know, especially in Australia, it's where all our public holidays are. You know, we get days off, we, things are good, and it's summer, it's exciting, and there's new hope. And so we go up. But as the year goes on, we get tighter, we get weary. And we start to go down. And he says, you know, most Christians start the year at the same point they end. In their faith level. And I'm standing in the shower and going, well, God, why do I feel different? Why this year in particular do I really feel like I'm, I'm, I mean, there's times where I feel physically tired. I mean, I did some pretty hard work on Friday. I was Santa in a shopping centre. Some of you are going, that's easy work. I will take you. I will put you in the Santa suit and you will stand there for 10 minutes. And if you can still tell me it's easy after 10 minutes in that suit, I'll retract my words. In 37 degrees. Remember how hot Friday was? Six hours. All right? But I thought... You know, I felt a bit physically tired after that, but I don't feel spiritually tired. I actually feel spiritually energized. I feel like it's like just give me something to take on. And I said, why, God? And he said, because you've increased your currency. You see, this year I made a decision. It was about this time last year that God spoke to me and he says, I want to bring financial breakthrough into your life. Because we've seen... Gradual breakthrough, gradual breakthrough. But I wanted the God kind of shattering, break it apart, let's just blow this to smithereens, faith in the area of finances. And God said to me, I want you to the threat the whole year to feed your faith on finances. And so I have. At least three times a week, I will listen to a sermon by a faith preacher dealing primarily around finances. And I've done that for the whole year. As long as I listen to a sermon six, seven, eight, ten times. And I keep putting in. If I get in my car, I'm putting it on. Sometimes I've done it every day a week, sometimes even twice a day throughout the whole week. And you know what? Over the last two weeks, I've started to see breakthrough. It's taken a whole year for me to have my mind shifted, to build enough currency in my life, to be able to have financial breakthrough. And I was thinking, you know what, we have financial plans, don't we? Here's my financial plan, so I'm going to take this bit and put it away and put it away and put it away. And, and you know, sometimes we have health plans. You know, I'm going to do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and it's bit by bit by bit that we see that change. But what we need is a faith plan. You need to have a faith plan in your life because, you see, 
You can end, you can get to this time next year, end of 2017, and be at the same place you are right now in your faith. Or you can be a whole lot higher. Because I don't have a bell curve, I've got a line that goes up. And there were times throughout the year where, you know, my old self rose up and, you know, my doubts rose up and the devil reminded me of all the bad things in my life. And, you know, to be honest with you, 2006 was a crappy year. 2016. Don't remember 2006. But 2016, it's been a long 10 years. Now, that was a good year, 2006. The Eagles won the premiership. (laughs) But 2016 was a crappy year, if I'm going to be honest with you. There were a lot of challenges this year. There are a lot of things that really stunk that happened this year. Because you know what? When you start to put faith in, the devil is going to rise up. Because the Bible says that. He says he'll come and try and steal the word immediately. But I made a decision. I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going for every day, knowing that I would not make every day, but I wanted at least three to four times a week I was putting the Word of God in. And you know what? Initially, for the first two months, I did it every day, twice a day. Because I had to hit it hard. But I kept doing it and kept doing it. And there were times I did not feel like it. There were times that's the last thing I wanted to listen to. So you know what? I made the last thing I listened to. I played it while I went to sleep. I'd put it on, stick a headphone in my ear and put it on and listen to that going to sleep. So I said, oh, do you want to hear this? Yeah, sure. So I'd pull the headphone out and just play it. And I did it day in, day out, week in, week out. And you know what? In the last two weeks, I've seen a shift. That when I go and buy things, you know, doing shopping and things for Christmas, suddenly I'm getting discounts that weren't there. When I go through the supermarket and buying stuff, the ladies keep looking at me and going, oh, and they got these little voucher things that they can give a, a $10 off discount and things like that. And they keep scanning them in the groceries. And I keep getting these discounts. It's really cool. It also gives me frequent flyer points. Extra ones. That's blessing. I went and bought, we bought something for one of our kids off, you know, it was sort of on Gumtree or something, wasn't it? And, and they says, you know, and pick this up. And I go and pick it up and the lady says, oh, it's this much. And I said, no worries. So I gave her the money and I'm walking off and she comes running out because the right price is what she gave me. I they organized I was just thought of the messenger guy. And she comes running out and she said, oh, my son said it wasn't there. She said it was, he said it was this much, so here's your money back. And she gave me some of the money back. And I'm finding the more places I go, that keeps happening. I've had pay rises. Doing the Santa thing, they said to me, why don't you go and do Santa? And I said, well, I don't really want to drive all the way down to Lou, because that's where they're doing it. And they said, well, tell you what, we'll pay you extra to go there. Okay. Now they keep sending me to places that are closer and they're still paying me extra to go. (laughs) See, that's the favour of God. And I'm seeing it day in, day out. Money cometh into my hands. But it's taken me 12 months of putting in and putting in and putting in to get enough faith currency in me to activate and see what I believe God wants to do in my life that I've had to face up to the doubts and the fears and the demons and the things and whatever it is in my life that have stopped the breakthrough to break it off my life. 
And I knew about two weeks ago that it happened because, you see, I was having a conversation and normally in this conversation, it was like about finances and, and Dale and I were talking about it and, and normally I would go to the, oh, you know, oh, gee, that's a, you know, and go into the struggle mode. But you know what happened? The Word of God just rose up within me automatically and I went, no, this is what the God's Word says. And it took priesthood. It came out of my spirit. It just rose up and I spoke the Word of God in that situation. And I went, wow, where'd that come from? But that came from within. Because you see, faith is not here, it's down here. It's not in your head. You know, Mark eleven twenty three says that when you speak to the mountain and he says, will not doubt, where in his head? No, will not doubt in their heart. You see, your head may be screaming at you and going, that can't happen. You just tell your head to shut up. Because we don't live by our minds, we live by our spirit. Faith is down here. You get a faith down in your belly. Down in your heart, down here in the, in the real you. When you put enough of the word of God in, faith currency rises up in there. And then when you need it, it rises up and it kicks butt. And it brings change. And I'm getting excited because that means that we're coming into a season where there's massive financial breakthrough. Because it's in me. I have faith currency. I've got it in the bank and I can draw on it. And I actually believe that greater is he that's in me when it comes to finances than he that's in the world. This is what I did with healing years ago. You know, sickness, in the bed, feeling really lousy, nearly died twice. And I took the Word of God, and I took the Word of God, and I listened to the Word of God, and I read the Word of God, and I put it in and put it in and put it in to the point where faith for healing rose up, and I had a breakthrough in healing. Now I'm on a breakthrough in finances. And I'm sort of going, cool, what's next? And I want to say to you, don't... Be the same person next year that you are right now. The choice is yours, not God's. He has actually done everything he's ever going to do for you to have a breakthrough because he sent Jesus to die on the cross and rose again. He did that for the foundation of the world, so you've had it for all creation. The problem is that we don't step into what God has for us. We're waiting for God to do it. He's already done it. He's waiting for you to do something about it. If you have a need in your life, you need to get faith on it. The only way to do it is to build your currency. If you have financial lack, then take a 12-month challenge and put faith in. Listen, listen. I mean, all I do is I listen and read stuff on faith dealing mainly with finances. That's all I've done for this year. Now, occasionally I listen to a bit of this and a bit of that as well. But that's what I'm putting in. You see, we sit down and we go, oh, I'm too tired. Get over yourself. Put it on anyway. Oh, their voice annoys me. Get over yourself. Read the book then. Read it to yourself. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you need to build your currency in faith, whether it's for healing, whether it's for finances, whether it's people to be saved in your life, whatever it is you're looking for a breakthrough, you can have the breakthrough. 
You see, I get a feeling that God, I really got a feeling yes last night that, that God was sitting up in heaven going, I've had enough of my people. I felt like he was frustrated with us because we keep ending the way we begin. And that's not in a good way. That we're at the same point year after year after year. And we keep crying out to him and he's going, here's the answer and we're not doing the answer. We're not building our faith. We're expecting him to do everything. And he's going, I've done it, I've done it. It's like Christmas. You know, if I came and I bought in a hundred presents and I stuck them in the middle of this room and I said, these are for you guys. And you all just sat there and looked at the presents and then went home. What's the point? I'd sit here and go, huh. And then you ring me up during the week and going, you know, Phil, really struggling financially. I'm going, oh, that was that envelope there that had, you know, a million dollar check in it. (laughs) And someone says, oh, you know, my arm has been hurting. Oh, that was that container there with that brand new arm. That's how it is with God. He's actually got new body parts for you in heaven. Some of you are struggling with that. Let, let me give you an idea because yeah, it happens on earth as it is in heaven, doesn't it, right? Do you know when they manufacture a car, a, a, a guy who went, um, he went for a tour of, um, I think it was actually General Motors in the US, and he went through their factory and he was going through they had these massive sheds where they manufactured cars and all the business. And he said they went through one shed and he said there was just car parts all stacked up in these rows. And he says, oh, what are these for? And he said, these are the cars that we're going to make in the next three years. And he said, what do you mean? And he says, these are the cars we're going to make, the new models we're about to make for the next three years. We already have the parts for them. They already had all the parts to repair the cars they hadn't even made yet. And that's how it is in heaven. God actually has all the parts you need for all the bits in your life that you need healing. Sorry, I've just got to share with you. I read something last night, Charlie Shamp. He, uh, he's a guy that really moves in miracles. God's just using him. And he um, interviewed this guy last night. Um, I saw it on YouTube. And he had um, been hit by two cars probably 30 years ago. And um, he was uh, went to a meeting and God did a creative miracle. He actually... Um, had a steel plate in his head where his head had been hit and he had no kneecap. The doctor said somebody's, some, a dog or something must have ran off with a kneecap when you got hit. He was messing around, but he had no kneecap. Anyway, this guy is standing there and he said when God touched his life, he said the, the metal plate dissolved in his head because it had been a dent and he said, and I got a new kneecap. Brand new kneecap. It was spectacular kneecap. So don't tell me that God doesn't have spare parts in heaven for us. Amen? Amen. That's how it is. See, God actually has everything you need. He's got everything for your financial breakthrough. You're sitting there struggling going, oh, I can't afford. You see, the gap between what you see and where you want to be and where you are right now is called faith. And the only person who can bridge that gap is you. Because you have to change how you think. And the only way you change the way you think is through faith. is to activate your faith. And the only way you activate your faith is by putting the Word of God in.
Let me give you a couple of quick steps around how to do this. First of all, understand that you have faith. We take three things away. You have faith, but you need to grow it. If you want to see a financial breakthrough, you want to see that job that you've been dreaming of, you want to see that car or that house, or you want to see that person saved, or you want to make a difference in that situation, then you need to grow your faith. So make a quality decision. I am going to grow my faith this year. I am going to listen to sermons every day. When you jump in your car, there is nothing good on the radio. Seriously. Someone asked me how old I was. I'm 26. But apparently my birth certificate says I'm turning 46 next week. But as a man thinks, so he is. So I'm 26 on my next birthday. So I'm 25 now, all right? It's true. As you think, so you are. So I'm 25. All right? But I've worked out in the 46 years I've been alive on this earth that there's actually nothing good on the radio except when the Eagles are playing football. (laughs) All right? If you listen to the radio for 24 hours, you might have actually half an hour of good content on average. So turn the radio off in your car and put a sermon on. If you're going to drive to work, drive with faith. If you're going to drive home from work, drive with faith. I got myself an old iPhone. It's old. The screen's starting to flick, so I don't know how long it's going to last, but... I just get this old iPhone and I've loaded it with sermons. Just download it from everywhere I can. Lots of freebies. I got 30 that I bought. It cost me $30 to buy 30 sermons on faith. So if you want them, I'll share them with you. And I just listen to these. I get in, I put it on. Sometimes I need half a sermon. Sometimes I get to the end and then it goes on the next one, whatever it is. And I listen to these every time I get in the car and drive. When I'm by myself, occasionally I do it when I've got the kids with me, just to you know, share the love. Because you know what? I can get to work with a stupid song in my head, or I can get to work with faith. And you know what? Most songs are depressing and actually drag you down. You find yourself singing and going, I don't agree with that. You know what I mean? They're rubbish, so don't worry about them. Get the Word of God in you. Grow your faith. Second thing you need to do is sow seed. All right? The kingdom of God works through sowing and reaping. It doesn't work through hoarding. It works through sowing and reaping. So you need to sow seed. You see, I have areas that I want to see financial breakthrough. I want my mortgage completely paid off. I want to be right out of debt. So you know what? We sow seed towards that. We find people who have a mortgage or have a debt and we make a contribution towards it. We've done that in the past. We find good ministries, people that we know are good soil, and we sow seed into them. We give to them, and we give in faith, and we give to support what they're doing, but we also give going, we're giving this because it's our seed. Because I can attach my faith to that. I attach my faith to my tithe. We put our tithe into this church. Someone said to us, doesn't that mean you get all the money back? No. (laughs) We're on a partial wage. The money goes towards the work that we do together. We sow into here. We sow into other ministries. We give over and above our tithe. Sometimes it's just $10. Sometimes it's bigger amounts. But we find good ministries to give to. And when we give it, 
we give it with faith going, this is seed towards being out of debt. This is seeds towards meeting that need. This is seeds toward that. And God supplies a harvest. And as you build your faith, then you can bring in the harvest. You see, the problem I think most of the church has is we've got this harvest sitting out there waiting to come in and we don't know how to harvest it because we don't have faith for it. We've sown seed and we don't know how to bring it in. And we think we've got to go and work harder and do this and that. You're supposed to work. That's biblical. But it's not supposed to be toil. It's supposed to be enjoyment. Do you know that? You're supposed to enjoy what you do. God has designed you for a specific work. And when you do it, it doesn't work. It's fun. You get paid to have fun. That's how God's made you. Our problem is that we have this conditioning that says money has to come in through my employer. So we're putting our employer above God. Yeah? Because we don't have faith. So get faith. Sow a seed. If it's a healing you need, then sow into someone that preaches healing. Whatever it is you're looking for a breakthrough, sow a seed. Really, really important. Are we okay so far? Third one is have faith and patience. All right? Don't kill your seed off. Hebrews 6, 10 to 12 says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love which you've sown towards his name, and that you've ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish but imitate those who through faith and patience inherited the promise. You've got to stop looking through your natural eyes and start looking through your spiritual eyes at what God is doing. If you live by your natural means, then you will live a very, very boring, dead life by your natural means. You know, there's actually trillions and trillions of dollars every day that are traded around the world. you know that? Imagine if you get a drop of that trillion. Would that make a difference? Absolutely. You see, God will start to redirect it towards you as you have faith. And patience. It's taken me a full year to get to the point where I'm starting to see the dam burst. Was that a frustrating year? Absolutely. Was it a challenging year? You have no idea some of the stuff. And if I told you, you'd go, really? Yeah. I want to forget most of this year, to be honest. Especially after you asked you, asked you, because last year was an awesome year. Yeah, I did a trip around Europe and saw God do amazing things. But this year hasn't been that great. There's been good bits. You know, my parents came moved to Perth. It's nice. <laughs> you know, had the kids home and saw more of them. But there are stuff like, yeah, it doesn't matter. But if you persevere through that, you have to go, your final authority is God's word is true and I'm going to live by it. You have to make that decision. And when you make that decision, you can persevere and put in the word of God. Whether you think it's right or not, whether you, you know, feel it or not, it doesn't matter. If it's the word of God, put it in and put it in and put it in because what it does is it starts to stir up what's inside you and push out all the gunk. Because you've got to take out the old 
It's like, you know, inside you, if you think of the inside of you, it's like a tree that has its root there. And this tree has a form, and it's, it's formed you into where you are right now based on what you believe. You are the sum of all your thoughts and beliefs right now. So if you don't like where it is, you've got to pull that tree out. And when you put in the word of God, it does that. It curses that old tree like Jesus cursed the fig tree. It curses that old tree right down to the roots and starts to pull it out. And that can leave you a bit un, you know, unbalanced, a little bit, I'm not sure where I'm at, and it can make you feel a bit fearful and a bit concerned and, whoa, this is too much. But you've got to push through that by putting the Word of God in. Don't go by what you feel. Just keep putting the Word of God in and the Word of God in and sow seed where God says sow seed and be obedient. And eventually what will happen is the old tree will die and you'll build this new tree. And that new tree will be full of faith. You'll start to change how you think. You'll start to change how you talk. And you will start to see that breakthrough. But you have to put in and put in and put in that word. If I said to you, if you do this every day for a year, you'll be a multimillionaire by this time next year, would you do it? If I could guarantee it, if I could guarantee that, you know, you took a little pill every day and in one year's time you wouldn't take any more pills because your body would be completely healed and whole, would you do it? Of course you would. Well, that's what God's offering us. That for one year you can put in a bit of gospel. You can put in the word of God every day. That you can read your Bible, just a few minutes. If you go, oh, I forgot to read my Bible, then chuck on some preaching while you're drive traveling. Sit on a train, whatever it is, however you get around, put on some preaching. You do that every day, I guarantee you, this time next year, the 11th of December next year, you will see breakthrough happening in your life. Yeah? Yeah? Sorry, I just wanted to, um, just really based on that. Oh, is that on? Yeah. Um, I am going to Tasmania in two weeks and um, just that whole thing of sowing a seed. Um, about six months ago, like financially, there was I had no margin but really felt that I wanted to do that and I sowed a seed into Jerry Savelle Ministries and then we have been listening to his podcast every morning as I get ready and I now have ten times that seed that I sowed. And when I sowed it, that's what I put it in specifically. And I said, you know, this is what I'm believing this seed is for specifically for this trip. And um, 10 times that is what I've had back, which is amazing. And his word for this year is that in 2017, the faithful shall flourish and it will be like days of heaven on earth. Let me finish by saying this. I like they brought up Jerry Seville because he's one of the ones I was talking about. But I've heard several guys prophesying into next year and they're, they're talking a breakthrough year. Like, you know, you hear some people, they talk about, oh, yeah, breakthrough. But these guys are consistently, guys that I trust, people that, you know, their word I trust, that they seek God, and they are consistently talking about 2017 as a year of amazing, miraculous breakthrough. But that's conditional on you. It can happen around you to everybody else or it can happen to you. 
The thing is you've got to get position yourself to receive what's coming down. It's like a surfer out on the waves. I remember sitting on the Gold Coast once and um, watching these guys out surfing and they are all on the line and they were surfing where the waves were. And there was one guy who he wanted that big wave and so he went further out and he was where the waves weren't. And he sat there and I watched him for an hour. I was doing some rock work and stuff and looking at him. And he sat there for an hour and did not ride one wave while everyone else was where the waves were, were starting and they were riding in and riding in. That guy missed out for a full hour on riding any waves because he wasn't where the waves were happening. That's what it's like when you get into faith, when you start to put the word of God in, you position yourself to be able to ride the wave of what God is doing and his blessing. When you go and when you don't do that, you're saying, I know better than God, and you get out of position and you're out of whack. It's actually up to you, not up to God. You know that? It's actually up to you. You have to make that decision. You will feel silly sometimes. You will feel stupid. You will feel like it's a waste of time. You'll feel like you're going backwards. I promise you, all those things will happen. But in one year's time, if you keep doing it, I promise you this much, you'll be in breakthrough. You'll be in breakthrough. You know what? Dale and I have done just about all our Christmas shopping and there's still more money in our bank account than there was three months ago. That's God. Yeah? That's God. He's got blessing for you, but you've got to position yourself. You know, we're talking, I'm going to finish on this, but we're talking about hubs next year and, and being able to, to break into, go into hubs and to be able to, to reach out to our neighbours and so on. And some of you are going, I'm not so sure about that, I'm a bit worried about it, I'm a bit scared of that. You need to build your faith on it. Every one of you is potentially a hub leader or to be part of a hub team that can reach out and change this city. But we need to build our faith on that. We're not ready because we don't have faith for it because we haven't built our faith around that. So my challenge to you is take on whatever's in front of you, but take on that as well. Listen to two sermons a day. There's no limit. All right? And start to build your faith in that area. If God's been stirring that in you, then come and talk to Dale. She'll put you onto some great podcasts, some great sermons that will put the word of God into you and put you in a position that you can start leading hubs. You want some financial breakthrough or some healing breakthrough? Come and see us. We've got a stack of sermons. Just bring a stick and we'll load them on for you. You can take them home. You can put them onto your iTunes or whatever it is. Stick them on your phone. Stick them wherever it is and just listen to them. If you're into walking or exercising, listen to them while you're doing that. You may not think it's going in, but it will change your life, yeah? I really want to encourage you and encourage you and encourage you. Make, grab a hold of what God is doing in 2017. Get on the wave. Get the word of God in and you'll have that breakthrough. But it's up to you. It's up to you. If you're thinking, oh, I've got all this sin in my life, it'll blow the sin out of your life. I promise you. Because it'll change how you think. Because God is good and he's given you the presence. He just wants you to unwrap them. And faith is how you unwrap what God has for you. Father, I just want to bless every person here in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that your word will become alive. Lord, I pray that as we listen to your word, Lord, that you will multiply the effect 
that it'll be increased effect in Jesus' name. Lord, it won't be 12 months we're seeing breakthrough. Lord, it'll be three months. Lord, it'll be two months. Lord, we'll see breakthrough coming quickly and quickly, time after time. We'll see increase. Father, we'll see healings and miracles. Father, we'll see, finan- we'll see debt cancelled. We'll see money's flowing into bank accounts, Father. We'll see this city transformed through hubs rising up. Father, we'll see people saved. Father, we'll be able to pay off people's mortgages and invest into what you're doing in this city because your wealth and riches are flowing over us. We're walking in health and wholeness and your blessing is flowing through us, Father. We just speak that word right now over every person, over this us as a community in Jesus' name. Father, we release what faith we have towards receiving that now in the name of Jesus and having it manifest in our life. That every debt is cancelled and we are in the overflow. In Jesus' name. Every sickness, every infirmity is healed in the name of Jesus. Lord, every bit of doubt, every bit of fear will be overcome because you've given us your love, your power and a sound mind in Jesus' name that you are glorified through us. We release our faith, Lord, what faith we have, and we make a commitment, Father, to increase our faith through your word put into our lives. In Jesus' name, that you be glorified. Amen. Amen. Amen.